Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is your truly TJ Jones. I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about the NFC South. Now, as you all know that I'm doing this show on a Sunday afternoon and all three NFC South teams have played. We know that the New Orleans Saints played on Thursday. and after today, the NFC South is still wide open. Uh, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who lost to the Carolina Panthers in, in shocking fashion. A lot of people may have thought that the Carolina Panthers were just going to phone it in, just going to tank it. But they went out there and they played pretty hard and they demolished the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then you have the Atlanta Falcons who got straight mud stomped by the Cincinnati Bengals by a score of 35-17. to 17 and you know, of course, we know the Saints lost on Thursday. So looking at the state of the NFC South right now, you have to say that the NFC South is by far the worst division in all of football. It's terrible. It sucks. It stinks. Um, if you're a fan of any one of these teams, I don't feel like you can hit up anybody's chat room, anybody's group, anybody's Facebook, anybody's Twitter, anybody's Instagram and brag on your team and how superior they are to the other team i mean it's just as simple as that this is straight up hot garbage that we're watching right now i mean i think that the thumbnail that we created here today the dumpster fire and all four coaches in front i think it suffice because it seems like no team wants to win this division and yet the saints are dead last in the division but yet they're one game back all right because you have the atlanta falcons and the tampa bay buccaneers at three and four and you have the Carolina Panthers along with the Saints at two and five, but the Carolina Panthers own the tiebreaker because of a head to head. This is bad stuff, man. This is bad stuff is terrible. And, um, you know, I know some Saints fans, they probably excited about this. I heard people like, man, they still, we still got a chance, but I'm just going to be honest. Like y'all got more faith in Dennis Allen than I do. I'm going to say that again. Y'all have more faith 
in Dennis Allen than I do because I don't care what the scenario is. I don't care what the issue is. I don't care how far or how close the New Orleans Saints are to actually being a, being a top of this division. In my opinion, as long as Dennis Allen is the head coach, the Saints ain't winning a damn thing. And I like the optimism. I like the energy. But until the New Orleans Saints can show me that they can consistently win and they can consistently get out of their own way, I'm going to forever feel this way. Seriously. I mean, I'm just being real, folks. I mean, look, if you're looking for somebody that just want to blow smoke up your behind every time, you know what I'm saying, something good or, some, uh, 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 you know, man rain downs from heaven, and you know, and it may be beneficial to the Saints. I'm sorry, man, but that's this not the podcast. What have you seen from this New Orleans Saints team? Rather they have their starters or not, that tells you that they have what it takes to go on a run. Besides the fact that we just got hope and optimism and we have years past, years past, may I add, that the guy who coaches and the guy that leads that quarterback used to do that, but no longer are with the Saints organization. See, a lot of people are trying to go back in time and they want to get in their DeLorean and go back to 1955. That's fine. But this New Orleans Saints team has shown me that they are incapable of getting out of their own way. And until that actually happens, I am always going to say that the Saints don't have a damn chance. They don't have a chance in hell to win this division, regardless of how bad it is. I can make an argument to say if the if the Carolina Panthers continue to play defense like this and they play with passion like this, they might end up winning the division. It's just that simple. It is, man, it is just bad all around. Tom Brady, my goodness. Um, think about this, man. You married for 10 plus years and you end up you end up walking away from your marriage just to come back to play like Scott Mitchell, just to come back and be a mere shell of yourself. You basically sacrifice, well, you did. You sacrificed your entire marriage, being in a house with your kids. Also, you can go out here and play like Stony Case. Also, you can go out here and play like Steve the Bird. My goodness. And then Atlanta Falcons. You know, the Atlanta Falcon fans, they funny to me. Because when the Saints were losing to the Cincinnati Bengals last week, and we were talking about how we didn't have any help, you know, as far as the secondary, all we heard was, man, y'all making excuses, y'all making excuses, y'all making excuses. Now, all of a sudden, A.J. Terrell goes out. Man, that wouldn't have happened if we would have had our secondary intact. Boy, I tell you, boy, the narrative changed from week to week when it comes to those guys. But all I got to say is this. the division is indeed wide open. It seems like nobody wants to win this division. And technically speaking, I guess the Saints are still in it. But like I said, until they get out of their own way, I'm I'm very skeptical about them winning this division. Now, I don't care if people get mad at me or not. I care less. If you want to sit up here and, and live in an live in alternative universe of what you have seen so far, fine. And, and y'all know how it goes, man. Y'all know how it goes. If I'm wrong, I'll come out here and I'll say that I'm wrong. But I'm doing this based on what I'm seeing right now. I, You know, I, I'm sorry, man. I've had hope. Yeah, I wished and I prayed just like everybody else. And I'm like, they can turn the corner. But until this dude, like, until this team gets out of their own way, it, it's going to be pretty much the same. But the v- division, yes, it is wide open. But like I said, the... Atlanta Falcons lost to the Cincinnati Bengals 35 to 17. Um, 
as bad as the Saints defense was, you have to say, you know, at least they didn't get blew out like that. Joe Burrow went 34, 42, 481 yards and three touchdowns. And somebody was saying he was padding the stats. This man had 300 yards before halftime. So if it, if he really wanted to pad his stats, he probably would have went for 600 yards if he wanted to. But once again, that's 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 Falcon logic for you. And then you had the Carolina Panthers once again taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost. Tom Brady didn't didn't throw a touchdown. Now I will say this: I will give Tom Brady the benefit of the doubt. Mike Evans was wide open. I mean, honestly, the, the only coverage that was on Mike Evans was a ghost, all right? Tom Brady throws the ball down the field. It goes right through Mike Evans' hands. I mean, he was wide open. It was There was only two things out there with Mike Evans, space and opportunity, and he dropped the ball, okay? So that, that would have been a touchdown for Tom Brady, but whatever, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes that happens. 21 to 3. And Tom Brady's stats lines was 32 of 49, a 45-year-old man throwing up almost 50 times, not what you want to hear, 290 yards, okay? Uh, let me see. Leonard Fournette didn't do anything. I, I mean, it was – and this is supposed to be a top-notch defense. I mean, this whole this whole division is straight-up hot garbage, man, straight-up hot garbage. But I'm going to go ahead and hear from you, you all. And uh, thank you all for being here. We got 165 people in here right now. Ask that you hit the like button. It says uh, this actually have us holding on to false hope. Not me. You know, like if you want to like, I don't feel like it's a like people get get mad at folks because they tell them the obvious. Right. If you say stuff like, man, they ain't show me nothing. And then like, well, how can you call yourself a Saints fan if you don't believe in the team? I believe what they see. If, I'm telling you right now. OK, if somebody is somebody telling you that they love you. Oh, I love you, baby. I love you so much. And the next day, you know, every time they tipping up out the door on you. Right? But, and you're supposed to be like, man, well, they said they love me. They said they they said they said wanted to be with me. But they tipping out the door on you every time. I mean, come on, man. How can you turn, how can you make that into love? How can you really be optimistic about a team that has shown you that they forever get in their own way? I mean, you would like to see it first, right? You would like to see somebody show the love that they have for you first, right? When you want to see this thing actually play out, not the fact that you got 10 opportunities to go out there on the field, that's all you have. That, out of everything that you probably can, can say about New Orleans Saints, the only thing that you can truly say is that they got 10 opportunities to get it right. There's there's nothing right now in me can can that can truly tell you and being 100% real with you that I trust this team. I don't. I love them. I'm going to support them. I want them to win, just like everybody else. But I ain't trusting what I'm seeing right now. Can they win a division? Yes, it's wide open. All we need is two wins and we win in the division. You know, you know Flash, you, you make it sound so simple. And, and, and honestly, in retrospect, it is. It is, you know, like it is simple, but can they do it is the question. Saints having a dumb and dumber moment. Uh, SP, uh, you said there's a chance. This might be the worst in the 2014 NFC South. Yeah, it's pretty bad, man. 
man do we have to talk about my bucks looking terrible it's not just your bucks t smitty is everybody it's everybody man everybody looks trash every last one of these teams i i mean carolina looked good today but i i think honestly i'm gonna be 100 with you i think tampa bay watched chris mccaffrey get traded hearing the reports about brian burns and they just thought they was just gonna be out go out there and be the bucks and win a game i, I think that they truly underestimated the carolina panthers i think they thought the carolina panthers weren't gonna be interested they seen pj walker was going to start and it was like ah pj walks man at the xfl dude right and they thought they were just gonna go out there and, and straight mud walk these boys and lo and behold okay you 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 can never underestimate your opponent especially in the national football league but they were looking at the press clippings they were looking at monday morning quarterback and they thought they was about to get their stats up they stats up and that didn't happen so maybe they learned their lesson down the line uh i watched the bucks versus the panthers game and the bucks just looked lost now i don't feel too bad about how our squad looked i'm gonna be honest like this was one of the first times and honestly i I gotta be real i really enjoyed today i really enjoyed today i'll tell y'all a little bit about my day they will go forward i woke up this morning uh i got paxton uh dressed and we went to uh the urgent care where my wife works uh got a flu shot right went to like they have this uh goodwill across the street i went and go check that out i like going to a good goodwill don't judge me i just like doing doing that stuff it kind of gives me them nostalgia vibes from when i used to ride around on saturdays with my grandmother so we went up in there you know stopped and got a little something to eat went to the grocery store came back and watched nfl red zone and i was able to watch a lot of these games man and i gotta tell you across the board they got some trash out here like seriously they got some trash quarterback play some bad football teams a lot of the times i think honestly you know why i really think people are really optimistic and i'm gonna tell you why because they probably did the same thing i did today watching the red zone channel and watching like some of these teams just go out there and just look straight up hot garbage fumbling the football throwing picks i couldn't tell you how taylor heineken the commanders beat the green bay packers today i mean i, I want to say taylor heineken fumbled the ball they picked it up they ran in for a touchdown but it was a it was a, a holding call that brought it back then I think he threw a pick six and they brought that back. So that was like 14 points that they took off the board and they end up winning. The commanders beat the Packers, right? And for a while you had the Jacksonville Jaguars. They, they had the lead over the Giants. And the Giants wide receivers, like the Saints wide receiver for some, for some apparent reason, can't catch the ball. Like Daniel Jones was out there cussing, talking about catching the effing ball. But I think you needed to see this. And I think a lot of Saints fans saw this and they were like, hey, like, man, maybe our team ain't so bad. You know, maybe maybe they aren't so bad. I mean, you have bad quarterback play everywhere. So how bad is Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston if you mix them all together with everything else in the league? Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys beat the Lions today, but Dak Prescott looked like slow. You know, that defense of, of the uh, Dallas Cowboys are legit. That That's what's going to get them to where they need to be bad as the nfc is it sounds crazy but the cowboys might end up being there in the end based on that defense and based on that running game but Dak prescott didn't do anything who else aaron Rodgers, he didn't do anything aaron Rodgers, he had what they had a total of seven points offensively the green bay packers had a total of seven points offensively through three quarters and then aaron Rodgers did what Aaron Rodgers does he rolled out and i mean he hit 
Aaron Jones on a rope when he when when he was on a run. That was that was a really good pass, right? And they were able to get the you know get a touchdown a little bit late. But Aaron Rodgers been looking like you know for all the time catching up with him. Matt Ryan threw a pick six and an interception, almost fumbled the football. I mean, he looked like he washed. I mean, if you look around the National Football League, you got to be pretty optimistic because there's not many quarterbacks playing at an elite level. I mean, of course, you have your Joe Burrows, you got your Josh Allens, you got your Pat Mahomes, you got guys like that. But for the most part, everybody quarterback looking pretty bad these days. Everybody wondering, man, who is my next quarterback? Even even the stars, even the legends looking like slow. So today, I can understand why people are coming to me like, man, we have a chance. We got a chance because based on what you're seeing out of the NFC and the quarterback play across the board, across the NFL, I mean, it's pretty bad. And I think sometimes like when we're so focused on one particular team, we feel like it's only happening to us. Right. That That's kind of how it works. You know, as, as a parent, I remember, you know, we was raised in Paxton and still are. But, you know, say some things that we go through and we like we feel like we're the only ones going through. And then we have conversations with parents that have kids his age and they talk about the same thing. Like, oh, I just thought it was me. But it's the whole entire NFL for the most part. Whole NFC uh, South uh, <laughs> living paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> The bug body language just look like uh, they are uh, just going through the motions. I agree. Uh, TJ, you three weeks late about that. I've been in a group uh, uh, chats bragging. <laughs> TJ, question. The running back wide receiver acquired uh, um, half a week ago. Why isn't Coach Allen playing this kid? Uh, are we talking about Rashid Shahid here? Uh, are we talking about somebody else? Are we talking about somebody else? Um, I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, we talking we talking about the NFC South. What you think about them? You think you think the NFC South trash? Dad. Trash? Oh yeah, okay. Paxton say they trash, so they must be trash. Say trash. Dad. Okay, there we they go. Trash. Yeah, they pretty trash, man. They pretty trash, buddy. But you know, the Saints only one game out. You think the Saints can win the division? You think so? Would you say yep? Oh, okay. I don't think Siri know the answer to that. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> let's see uh brian says uh i just saw tampa bay buccaneers podcast they said why don't we trade for sean payton give two first round picks to the new orleans safe for sean payton i look i'll be i'll be shocked and and amazed if any team in nfc south other than the saints end up <laughs> uh getting sean payton we aren't going to win unless our defense uh starts playing well especially with no good quarterback exactly See, that's the thing about it. Like, these teams are bad, but they have good defenses. Like, I mentioned the Dallas Cowboys. Like, they run the football mediocre to bottom of the barrel quarterback play, but they playing lights out defense, even with Tampa. You know what I'm saying? Even Tampa, like, as bad as Tom Brady playing right now, I mean, they still got a good defense. Most of the teams that are struggling, they have good defenses. The Saints do not. The Saints don't have a good defense. They get giving up big old chunk plays. Guys are disinterested. They're not tackling. Like, I'm just wondering to myself, like, how is it that anybody can just feel very comfortable and confident that this team can turn it around? What have you seen? What what have you seen, man? Like, seriously, you're, you're like seven weeks into the season. Normally, 
normally when you're like seven weeks into the season you're seeing certain things that keep on coming up eventually that's just the identity of the team so i don't know the saints will not fire him in the middle of the season yeah the saints the saint look the saints are not firing dennis allen okay they're like bruh strap in okay sick like sick flags like at the like on an airline strap in because he's not going anywhere at least to the end of the season so everybody up here talking about man you need to go i feel like he needs to go but i'm not expecting for them to just you know come out tomorrow and be like they fired dennis allen it's not happening folks it's not happening man if this dude's still the coach next season that's when we're gonna start having problems if the if the team continues to do what they're doing right now and he's still the head coach i'm gonna question the front office because it comes a time when you have to put your ego to the side and realize it just ain't working. If it didn't work in Oakland and you're struggling, right? And you have a better infrastructure, a better team, right? You got better coaches and yet you still can't find yourself winning football games. I'm sorry. It's you. Once again, let's go back to the relationship aspect. If you can't keep a relationship going, maybe you have to look at yourself. Yeah, look at yourself, right? Hey, man, look, man, I'm trying. I'm doing everything I possibly can. What's the one common denominator? It's you. It's rather your selection or it's just rather your personality or something. You have to look at you. If they're not looking at Dennis Allen based on what happened in Oakland, based on what's happening right now, then they're inept. For real. Like, seriously. And as a fan base, we should let them hear it. Because... Man, you can't make too many excuses. I'm tired of making excuses for this dude. Like, seriously. TJ, I have uh, faith in our veterans, not cleanup, man. Look, I have absolutely no faith in cleanup, man. I have no faith in that dude, man. None. Uh, Terry says, but we uh, don't uh, get beat like... That is true, Terry. That is true. Like last week. It came down to a, a last-minute 60-plus yard touchdown by Jamar Chase. Uh, seeing he was kind of limp in that game, but he came back in. Hopefully everything all right with him. But it did come down to the last second, right? So they did – I mean, they did have a really good game plan against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. And to me, I, I feel like that game Thursday, it, it looked like it was close, but that game wasn't close. They, I mean, based on – based. They, they were able to make it look respectable, but it wasn't even that close. It was a lot of garbage time. You see, I want people to understand this, and I want I want y'all to understand. I know some people like, man, well, the Saints, at least they won. They lost by eight. At least they lost by three. I'm a, Look, here's the reality. If a team is beating you by, let's just say, 14 points late in the fourth quarter, they changing their whole defensive plan. They, if they if they were starting off playing you man coverage and, and blitzing all day and all night, right? They're going to start playing soft defense, right? They're going to start playing zone or they're going to start playing prevent, right? You know, they're going to protect the sidelines and they're going to allow you to nickel and dime it up the middle and maybe they'll bend but don't break in the red zone situation and probably cause you to kick field goals or when you try to go for it, probably try to shut down then. So a lot of those yards to me, what the Saints have are empty calorie yards. A lot of the touchdowns that they have are garbage touchdowns. I don't like, honestly, 
I don't really respect that. Like, we can talk about Andy Dalton throwing four touchdowns and 361 yards, but they start playing soft coverage. So I think when you start looking around the third, late third quarter and you start seeing a team, you know what I'm saying, down by 20, down by 16, I think you got to start looking at, like, the defense that these guys are calling. It's soft defense. So, of course, you if you uh, – any type of quarterback, you can be able to work, you work, the, work the middle, pause, um, you know, like you, you gotta be able to like, you know, throw some passes up the middle, not, you know what I'm saying? Avoid the sidelines. So, Hey, I, mean, I don't, I don't have a lot of respect for those, those empty calorie yards, man. So a lot of these games, I just feel like the saints be getting beat, but in reality, it, it's like, it'd be empty calorie yards. Roger, thank you very much for the $40. Say, Hey, TJ. It was a guy who posted a video last night disagreeing with you about D.A. Uh, he said we should give D.A. a few more years now. Uh, he did not bash your podcast. He said you have one of the best pod. Yeah, that was Josh, man. And shouts out to Josh. Look, I, I want I to make this very clear. Thank you, Roger. I appreciate that. Look, man, I'm not out here trying. Like, even if a person uh, disagrees with me and even if they, you know what I'm saying, disrespectful about it. I Look, I can, look, I can care less. Anyway, a person wants to get in front of a, a camera or behind a microphone and wants to express themselves, I'm all for it. Like, cause at the end of the day, I don't take any of this stuff personal because what I'm doing right now is giving my opinion, right? Now, if a person wants to, you know, take it to that particular uh, spot, then fine. Or if somebody wants to disagree with me, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't, I'm not so emotional to a point where I just allow my emotions to get the best of me if somebody has something to say. I mean, I, I if you disagree with me, that's fine. I, I'm a, I don't care. If you want to make a, a video about that, that's fine too. I mean, that that's what this is all about. See, it's this is not a, a TJ's right forum here. You know, like this is a forum where if we're having a conversation, you got different viewpoints from different people. Like I may be saying something right now, somebody just totally disagrees with, and that's fine. And if they have like podcasts and they want to talk about it, that's fine too. You know, like at the end of the day, everybody has something to say from everybody that may not have put together a podcast or people that's in this group right now, everybody has something to say. And who am I to try to take that away from somebody any way that you want to approach it? Like I say, even if it's something that's insulting, because I mean, if you're insulting me, you really don't know me. So why would I take it personal? So that that's the way I feel about it. But yeah, that's that's Josh, and you know he, he's he has a right to believe that if he feels like you know Dennis Allen needs to, you know, like to have a few years. I mean, that's his opinion. Me personally, I don't, I don't, I feel like what you see is what you get. But I'm look, I'm all for people having a a point of view, rather it's for me or against what I'm saying. That's all. I like. I'm not like I ain't one of them people that just take my opinions so personal to a point where i just feel like you know my word is just buying like like it's gospel or something like that like if you disagree with what i'm saying like if you listen to me right now and say man tj you tripping man man i don't know about that like it was like a couple a couple shows ago i was talking about mark ingram and i made the, the comment about mark Ingram. i feel like mark ingram is the best running back that saints ever had until alvin kamara finished his career some people are like man you know you tripping man what about deuce McAllister? and that's fair right so i don't take any of that stuff personally i just want to make that very very clear 
You know, so when people like come to me and I know why I know why y'all doing it, because y'all, you know, y'all have respect for me and I appreciate that. But people talking about me is not something that affects me or bothers me at all. What what affects me and bothers me is if a person is not having a fun time when they check out the State of the Saints podcast. What bothers me if a person is not having a, a pleasant listening or viewing experience? That's that bothers me. Not not what somebody's saying about me or talking about how I look or talking about what you know. What I'm saying so so you know my opinions and takes like who cares? So that that's that's just the way I look at it, man. We all are different people. We all have different opinions. Sometimes we may share opinions, but we're all different. So I appreciate it, but yeah. I mean that that's his opinion. Uh I agree with you, TJ. DA uh DA is lost on the sidelines. Yeah, man. I mean, to me, he just doesn't look like he has it. And, and you know, shout out to my guy Matt Moscone. Shout out to Scone. He said this. He said some some coaches are generals and some coaches are lieutenants. And he's like, and Dennis Allen is a lieutenant. I agree. I agree with that, man. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? I'm look, that's somebody that's in the military right now watching this. And shouts out to you rather. You're active or you're a veteran. Thank you for your service. But I'm pretty sure you're pretty damn happy being a lieutenant. You know what I'm saying? The lieutenant package is pretty good, man. You know, you maybe get a, a good little house, nice car. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nothing wrong with being a lieutenant, right? You know, like, shoot, just ain't not, you, you ain't got to be a general. You know, you ain't got to show up on, on, on CBS News when, when the special report come through, right? But you still can you still got a good career being a lieutenant. I just like, I agree. Like, I just feel like some guys are just born to lead. And then you got some guys that are born to be a leader in certain ways, but not the leader. Dennis Allen is not a head coach. He's a defensive coordinator. Kim, I agree with that. That's, that's my whole point. Uh, let's see. Yep. Uh, but better late than never. Glad you are here. Shouts out to Barbara for being here. Thank you. Uh, the head coaching job is too big for the uh, DA. I'm starting to believe that, Barbara. Giving a shout out to my dog says, uh, all I know is we still alive. And Kim, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, like I said, man, don't let my view <laughs> like affect how you feel. I want people to understand that. Like, if I say, like, I, to me, I'm I'm pessimistic right now. I'm serious. Like, I'm 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 skeptical about the team because of what I saw. It's okay for you to be like, man, I still got hope because they still have a chance and maybe they'll get it turned around. Seem like the our offense is starting to uh, find itself. You get Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry back. Maybe they'll be back for the Las Vegas game. Who knows? Maybe we can go ahead and make a run out of this. Maybe win more games that we can lose and see where we go. There's nothing wrong with that. But all I'm saying is I got to see it. I got to see it, man. I, I got to see it to believe it. How much years do you think Mike T has left, TJ? Uh, not much. He's hitting his 30s. Jameis Winston in his 30s. He really on a rebuilding stage after Drew Brees. Ramsey, uh, not, you know, I have to correct you a little bit, man. Uh, Michael Thomas is almost 30, but Jameis Winston, I want to say Jameis Winston was 28. So I guess if you're talking about almost close to that with Jameis Winston, I agree with you on that. But um, look, you you stuck with Michael Thomas for a while, man. You stuck with Michael Thomas for a while because if you trade him between now and next year, you're taking a hell of a cap hit. So for all the people out there that's talking about trading Michael Thomas, number one, it's going to cost you a whole bunch of money. I want to say over $25 million, if I'm not mistaken. You'll take that as a cap hit. 
and and not to mention what the hell are you gonna get for him at this time like what are you gonna get like a guy that hasn't really played any productive football for almost two years and yes in 2019 he was the offensive player of the year yeah but that seemed like that was eons ago so no team is going to be giving you a second or a third round pick for a guy who had just been out here like that i don't know how like I don't know how the Carolina Panthers did it with Christian McCaffrey, but that's another story for another day. All I know is teams ain't lining up trying to get a guy and trade for a guy that hasn't really played productive football and I don't know how long. He was trying to tell you uh, go uh, for the record or something. Uh, Let's see. uh, I should have bashed you, TJ. That way uh, we could have manufactured a feud and made some money off YouTube. Well, look, you you wouldn't have made money off me, Josh. <laughs> Cause look, I'm not I'm not in the I'm not in the beefing business, okay? I'm not in the beefing business, okay? Um, that's just not me. I, I mean, I, I don't feel like this is personal. Like, if you ain't trying to kick over my dough, trying to do nothing to my family, I ain't got no beef with you. I ain't got no problem. You if you touching my wife, you touch my wife, you touch my son, then we got a problem. Touch anybody in my family, we got a problem. But talking about opinions and points of views about sports i find that laughable that people would like want to go at somebody here because of their takes about that if anything if anything if you're mad at me you're mad at my confidence you know like (laughs) that that's just ridiculous man you know like because everybody's point of view is different but nah i ain't beefing with nobody i ain't i don't have a problem with nobody i don't care what you said about me i got love for everybody i want to see everybody prospering I don't care if you if you're building a podcast and I don't care what's going on. I, I got love for everybody. Don't get that serious for me. TJ, who you cursing out today? I'm not I'm not cursing out anybody. Not anybody. All positive vibes here, man. For real. Uh salute TJ. Yeah, our division looks awful thus far. Uh, but I'm glad those Falcons and Bucks lost today. It was difficult here in Atlanta last week when they beat the 49ers well you know i mean their emotions from week to week 504 bulls so if they win next week they'll be talking about they going to the super bowl and we nothing you know it, it's just it's just what the falcons are a bunch of grandstanders now shouts out to all the ones that's real I, they got a few out there that that ain't it ain't um grandstanders but for the most part the ones that i see are a bunch of grandstanders and i look no further uh than the game that i went to when the saints played the falcons in week one I was sitting next to some guys and it was halftime. And of course, you know that the Falcons were beating the Saints pretty big. And the guy was like, man, you all right? You all right? And I'm like, man, the game ain't over. And he just kind of, you know, tisk at me like, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, as the Saints start to facilitate the comeback, I started to notice like first he was like two rows in front of me. And then by the end of the game, he was two rows behind me. And I was like, why do you do that? So he was trying to get up out that thing. So I, I caught him at the end and he then went on to tell me that he's not even a falcon fan he's a patriot fan which i found hilarious like you was a falcon fan all day and night because y'all was winning then all of a sudden when the saints win it's like you just completely switch teams like i just found that weird but that's just the way that they are so not all of them but uh quite a few uh everyone does have to agree uh doesn't have to agree but the fact is not over for any team until it's actually over Kim, you're absolutely right. You know, it is, you know, technically. But like I said, based on what I've seen, Kim, I, it's hard for me to get behind a team that can't get out there, get out their own way. I, I, I just have to see it. And I would be glad, like, I would be glad to say that I was wrong. I, I'm serious. I would be glad to say 
I was wrong. If the Saints can turn this thing around. But I'm not going to sit up. I, I can't. I, I'm sorry. I cannot sit up here and, and, and be a victim of Stockholm Syndrome. I just can't. I just can't, man. Look, I'm not from St. Louis, but you got to show me, okay? You got to show me that you about that life. You got to show me that you're capable of winning games. You got to show me that you're, you are capable of getting out of your own way. And then we can have a conversation. And I don't even feel like that's grandstanding. I don't feel like that's bandwagon hopping or anything. That's just when anything in life. That's just when anything in life. Like you can still love somebody. You can still love something and want to see that particular thing change or try to, you know what I'm saying, some things that you want to see improve. That's just what it is. Like, I love this team. Like, man, I've been a Saints fan as long as probably some of y'all been alive. I love this team. You know, and but I want what's best for the team. But at the same time, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to just go out here and preach something that I have not seen. That that's just that's just how it works. But yes, technically they still in it. But they gotta they gotta show us something. Don't wouldn't you agree with that, Kim? Don't you feel like they have to show us something? Uh, yeah. Thank you for correcting me, TJ, uh, for the Jameis Winston correct age. But we're definitely in a rebuilding stage. Just my opinion. Uh, we're uh, going to get there. Uh, we're making room for new for a new team. Well, look, I, I think that there's still a chance. I, I don't think that the Saints are completely buried. I think there's some positions that they need to improve on, maybe get a little bit younger. Uh, the quarterback position, you know, I, I don't know. You know, if this thing don't pan out once again, man, I'm look, I am going to continue to lobby for Tyler Hundley. Like, it, because if you're not going to get a first round pick, not going to get a good, you know, franchise quarterback in the draft in the first round, then I say get a guy like Tyler Hundley. I think you can win with that. I think you can win with that. Okay. So I, that, that guy's a gamer. He's a gamer. He makes really good decisions and he's kind of just wasting away behind Lamar Jackson, if you ask me. If, if, if the Baltimore Ravens were, if Baltimore Ravens were to trade this dude to a team that was formidable, like let's just say, I don't know if Minnesota, like if Kirk Cousins went down in Minnesota or something, right. And Minnesota made a trade for uh, Tyler Hundley. I, I think that Minnesota can make a deep run in the playoff. Like that's how much respect I have for that dude. I hear a lot of people saying, let Pete Carmichael, the head, uh, let Pete Carmichael be the head coach. But I honestly feel he's no different. He don't strike me as a guy who will get in players' faces either. Chosen, you know, I definitely agree with that. Um, I, I just don't think that's built. That's in uh, P. Carmichael's DNA. I think P. Carmichael likes to be a part of player personnel. I don't think he wants to be the front guy. I, I don't. I, I even even the decision for him to be the offensive coordinator. He was very passive in the beginning, which I feel like that was a mistake in itself. Because if a guy isn't completely dialed in already i just think that you need to go in another direction you know like he could have still been a part of the saints player personnel and who knows a different set of eyes that don't think that don't look you know like a sean payton offense coming in maybe changing some things around along with p carmichael with a different set of eyes knowing the old classic new orleans saints philosophy you put that together you probably have a formidable offense at the beginning of the season so I just think that the Saints just tried too hard, in my opinion, of trying to keep this thing together in spite even guys wanting to maybe do something completely different. 
But what's going to happen is based on what you actually built, you're basically allowing the fan base to kind of be sour on it. And then these pro- these guys are probably going to go somewhere else, probably with Sean Payton when he gets hired. So Sean Payton, based on what the New Orleans Saints are looking like right now, Sean Payton can restructure can restructure the New Orleans Saints on the West Coast if he was to coach the, the Arizona Cardinals or the Chargers, right? Or if he was to go to the Midwest and coach the Detroit Lions, right? Because, I, I mean, Dan Campbell, I like the rah-rah stuff, the energy and all that kind of stuff, but he, he ain't keeping his job, right? He ain't keeping his job. Uh, but, you know, like what, you're, what you did was set up this team and these coaching staff to probably move when Sean Payton moves. And if Sean Payton thought about this in his mind, he's a genius. Like, seriously, he, he's a genius. Uh, Molly G says he can't uh, trade none of our core players or trade none of our core players. That's what's kicking the can down the road brings. Mike T uh, won't be able to be traded until 2024-2025 season. Exactly. Because of, of how the contracts are structured. Mike Marshall, A.K. Ramchek locked up for a long time and a lot of bunny. Yep. Those are your core players right there. So you got to make this thing work. We can't be in a rebuilding stage with no cap space. What you need to do, Joey, what you need to do is you need to find a way to, well, it's going to be hard to do this. I I don't feel like like you're probably going to have to go through 20, 25 drafts for you to be able to replicate what happened in 2017. That was was catching lightning in a bottle. But you're going to have to get something relatively close to that to rebuild this team because you can bring in some young players and combine them with the veterans like right now like chris alive and michael thomas that's a good one-two punch wouldn't you agree you know uh Demi- no sir no sir no sir nope that's the last one come up here with a for the third no sir no no more snack cakes thank you very much uh but anyway what you have is a young uh pete warner and a older demario davis right so you have a young combined with the old so i just think that you need to be able to get close to what you did in 2017 and you need to can you like you don't need to gamble like i feel like what happened with the new orleans saints in 2018 and 2019 and 2020 were they gambled in 2018 they drafted uh marcus davenport and 20 and uh 2019 you know, like, no, I mean, like, basically what they did was every single time, every single time, like, they were gambling with guys that had injury history, guys that come from smaller schools. I just think that you need to start going with a short thing. You were excited about Chris Olave getting drafted because you knew he was more than likely a short thing. Jesus, thank you very much for the $2 says, so you won't preach what you ain't seen. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much, I gotta see it. I gotta feel it, right? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta know it's there. TJ, if we need to draft a young quarterback, who you, uh, who would you pick? Um, who would I pick? Oh, uh, the quarterback out of Tennessee. That, that's, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he won't be there. Like, I think, I, th- I think it's almost like how Joe Burrow was, right? I think that's 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 kind of what he is, you know. Like you know, how Joe Burrow, his junior year, 
he played okay and then all of a sudden he had that magical year and it's like he went from like being a third round pick to the first pick overall i feel like that's that's what you know i think that's what uh hebron gonna end up being you know what i'm saying like i, I just think that it's gonna be something like that but that that would be the guy that i would pick you know uh bryce young i think he's a good quarterback but he a little bit too small for me uh cj stroud got got a good upside but i don't know man like it's gonna be a while you know it's gonna be a while for him i don't think he's gonna hit the ground running uh I, I just don't you know but i said at the end of the day if you not very comfortable with the quarterbacks in this draft like i say you can always get a guy like tyler hundley uh pac-man with the snack attack yeah pac Pac-Man, like he wants to come up in here, like he keep on coming up in here with snack cakes. And uh for some apparent reason, he think I can't multitask. So he knows when to come up in here, right? He, he knows when I'm talking. He thinks that I'm just so focused on it that I can't be daddy and podcast at the same time. But uh he's sadly mistaken. Okay. We we got this thing down packed. Okay. We we not a rookie in this thing no more. We three years into the game. And uh yeah, we 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 know how to multitask. <laughs> we need to keep this chat clean peeps yeah man try to keep it you know keep it clean as as you can you know let, let's try to not to go for the extreme swear words you know like you know everybody you know use a hell of a damn every now and then but let, let's try to keep it clean uh, i think we uh start getting healthier we'll start winning joe i hope you're right tj i heard this quarterback class is going to be deep yeah, I'm pretty sure it will be. You know, there's always guys that are going to be out there at the forefront because they play in the power conferences. But there's always some guys that are going to be, you know, flying under the radar. So we'll see. We'll see. One mock draft has us picking the quarterback from Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, then that'll be great. But I don't know. Based on how he playing, like he he is not he is not going to be <laughs> – he is not going to be there when the Saints pick, and I can tell you that. Tell y'all that right now. I, I can tell you that right now. He is. He is not going to be there when when the Saints are uh are picking. That that just I don't see it. Like I I think I think at the beginning of the season, you know, people were like, you know, what what he was going to do. You know, they they weren't they weren't too sure, but this man has Tennessee like going crazy right now. You know, they, they got them going crazy. And uh, maybe the only team I can see see them losing to is Georgia. You know, I mean, Hendon, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, the way I look at it, if Hendon Hooker continues to play the way that he has been playing, then he'll be a, he'll be a first pick overall. Uh, Peyton Turner has turned out to be a complete bust. He can't stay on the field. And that was a mistake. That was a mistake because the dude was hurt in college. And yet you you get him in a pros and you think that it, it's gonna change. All of a sudden he get drafted, now all of a sudden he's gonna be a clean bill of health. Like, give me a break. Give me a freaking break. That ain't happening. Let's see. Uh, you think he trade bait? Uh I'm I'm well, who we talking about here? We talking about Davenport. I heard um I heard his name mentioned by Adam Schefter, but I don't know how true that is. I think he was he was more like uh spitballing some off the you know, spitballing throwing it on the wall seeing if it sticks you know i think that was kind of what it was uh we need ian book back for what <laughs> what we need him back for he good where he at 
uh tj there aren't many teams looking for a franchise quarterback right now yep and that's the reason why i say you got like you know tyler hundley would be a good pick and brandon Ayuk may uh god the niners are good yeah, Brandon Ayuk is has improved. You know, he was having a little bit of a struggle. Um, people were kind of, you know, having these little whispers about him, but he's pretty good. At the end of the day, it's up to the guys uh, in the locker room to decide. Hold on one second. You coming here with this tablet? All right. I don't think everybody want to know the answer marching two by two. Uh, at the end of the day, it's up to the guys in the locker room to decide how they want to finish the season. We can either go on the street or keep losing, but we still have a chance to right the ship. Yeah. And they they still got time to right the ship, but I mean, I know people are getting all excited about Alvin Kamara standing up in the locker room, but I, I really had to think when the last time, like you had like a, a rah rah or a team only meeting and it just turned out that it just turned the whole season around i mean i i i think there's only one time i ever actually seen that and it was when uh when julius and gary bertia stood up uh <laughs> when uh tc williams titans you know when they went on the camp and then they got back to school and you know they had that little speech you know we was good at camp now when we get back here the world tells us that we can't be together. That's the only team I ever seen <laughs> have a team only meeting and they go undefeated after that. <laughs> I ain't seen it, folks. I ain't seen it. So I don't know. Like it, it take it's it gonna take these guys to really stand up and and really truly look at themselves in a mirror, not so much of a cle not as a cliche, but actually look at themselves in the mirror and do some reflecting. Hey TJ, two lane seven and one and uh lsu is six and two will be in the top 25 at the great win and control their own destiny and the pelicans undefeated and it looks awesome yep now if only these saints can do something right alave is rookie of the year he runs route like a vet uh can rams please move over to the left tackle spot um i don't know if that's gonna happen man and then on top of that my you might see your boy uh trevor penning if not this week coming but the next one so you know <laughs> there's no really no need to because he coming back tj by any means necessary we need to find a way to get back to that first round yeah i mean you got to be able to uh you got to be able to do that uh let's see uh just noticed something tj as of now we don't have a first round pick so does that mean we don't have a draft night show podcast oh no that don't mean nothing nah we still having one still having one regardless uh if we don't make any trades for the first round uh they still gonna have a draft show that's not gonna affect anything i have those draft shows you know we have them draft shows just based on just because i like football you know what i'm saying like i love the saints but i love football too so i mean just like right now i mean what today is sunday the saints didn't play but we having a show so look if we you know (laughs) we gonna have a we gonna have a draft show and it gonna get better and it gonna get better and better because man, I'm gonna try to you know now that you know it's it's becoming an annual event. I'm about to start getting guests on the show and stuff like that, man. We really gonna have start having a good time. I'm gonna start like uh, requesting guests in advance. Uh, hurt in college, IR in the pros. <laughs> P- 
pretty much uh tennessee is the 2019 lsu tigers that is the truth that's Peyton turner uh we need to uh get some uh, defensive line help yes and that's the one thing that did bother me today too uh slim south i'm watching these games man i'm watching third string fourth string defensive bands get pressure on these quarterbacks and getting them down on the ground yet i'm looking at a guy like davenport you know he's getting the, the hurries but i mean he has like no sack moves you know no spin move like it basically just straight bull rush all day all night right and um it's just sad to watch like some of these other guys in the league just have more sacks than a guy that's a first round pick this dude said we need ian book back yeah i know that had to be a joke uh alave is him he he definitely been him for weeks uh keen arthur i don't know if we got any tradable players the ones who are good yeah i think you're gonna have to use um i think you're probably gonna have to use some draft picks man and i i don't see it you know say i don't see it happening i i like the thing about it is key you know to me there's not one person that they can they can draft that can come in and that can save this team right you know because to me you look around the landscape of the team i mean you you expect for the guys that's out there to be able to make plays we've seen these guys play on a high level in in you know in the past it just seems like to me like you have a bunch of guys out there that just comfortable you know you don't really see too many hungry players out there you know they they're not hungry anymore because they got these big contracts so now they can kind of rest up lay in the shade you know well roll into the the facility i got my porsche you know i've got my bentley gt you know what i'm saying i got the bentley truck you know what i'm saying i'm getting out of the bed out these silk sheets you know what i'm saying i'm opening up this window you know what i'm saying i'm seeing a, a a bomb a skyscraper you know what i'm saying good good landscape all this stuff man like a lot of these guys and got too comfortable in their position and i just feel like even though dennis allen was talking about competition in, in preseason and in all season i just feel like that was just a bunch of baloney especially uh since we've been watching his press conferences it just seemed like to me he basically just kind of rinse and repeat it's almost like a person practicing their lines for the big play that's coming up for the school uh it's kind of like that right so i don't know how stiff competition actually was i don't know if guys were actually competing because what what think about this he, he was talking about it was supposed to be competitive and all this kind of stuff there somebody please tell me who ended up winning their position based on competition how many Saints players that you know right now went into the season and started week one that you were like, dang, I didn't think he was going to start? How many? Maybe one, maybe Justin Evans? That's about it. How many How many, How many? many guys you seen at any other side of the ball? Like we've seen guys like Chase Hansen show uh, promise, right? We've we seen guys like, uh, you know, Taco Charlton get a, get a set. We've seen guys, you know what I'm saying, playing, but – it was pretty much the same guy. So all this practicing, all this competition, all this competing, it meant absolutely nothing because they basically went into the season with the same guys that we all knew they was going to start with. So it just sounded like a bunch of nonsense to me. I mean, I don't know. If he's looking weak this year, imagine what the next two years are going to be. That's pretty much how I feel about Jared Goff or Andy Dalton. I'll roll with Jared Goff. I'll roll with Jared Goff. Uh, and, and it looks to me, 
based on like how the Lions look, they might be picking top one, top two again. And if that and if that's the case, they're going to get a quarterback this time. TJ, players are supposed to be an extension of the coach. We need our leaders in the locker room to do what DA apparently can't do so far, and that's galvanize these guys. Yeah, I, I look. If you're looking for hope, if you're looking for um, passion, you're looking for you know intensity. Look, uh, if you're looking at this Dennis Allen, uh, you're looking at the wrong guy, right? If you're trying to look at somebody that's gonna motivate you and push you to levels you you, you didn't even realize you had, he's not the guy. I don't think this. I don't think this dude can motivate. I don't think this dude can motivate a, a gas into a car. You know what I'm saying? I, I really don't. At a gas station. Uh, they play like they're playing backyard football. Mm. Nah, I can't even say that because when I play backyard football, I have fun. You don't even look like they're having fun out there. It just look like they just obligated to do it. This Thursday game, it just, like they whole body language like, man, let's just get this over with. It, they play like they had their bags packed for the last game of the season. Uh is right smash uh that like button yeah if you enjoy the show we got 254 people watching this right now please hit the like button i, I would really appreciate that uh he tore his acl out for the season who who tore the acl who who, who tore it now uh, who, uh, who, who, who we talking about here man uh it's not tyrant that man can do everything it's dennis allen not him cam jordan demario davis are the only leaders and they're aging they can't do it all. Well, I mean, they still playing at a high level. I mean, Demario Davis uh still playing pretty well. I mean, and you have Cameron Jordan. I mean, he's still out there leading the team in sack. Uh, TJ, this fits the Saints perfect. Uh, Coach Jimmy Johnson once said, "It's not about how many good players you make. It's all about how many bad plays uh, you don't make, and that will win you games or lose them." Yeah, pretty much, you know, uh, D.A. Uh, <laughs> hopefully it's not the D.A. we know because I know he ain't following these instructions. But thank you, D.A. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that, man. You know, if you're making bad plays, no matter who you got on the team, you're going to be losing. So they got to be able to get out of their own way. I, I hate to keep on saying that, but that's what it all comes down to. Uh, the Saints facilities, uh, let's see, should be spotless this week. Uh, whatever mojo uh, the Saints had, the Pelicans must have took it. Well, it's good to see the Pelicans, you know, being able to be, you know, front and center. Damn, I didn't. Uh, no smoke uh, got hurt. Let's see. Bad safety play. He's hurt the season. Uh, he hurt the Saints all season long. I personally think outside of the missed tackle, Honey Badger has been decent. <laughs> uh, you kind of the last line of defense, King Arthur, so... That's almost like that's like almost saying like uh you know I think outside of the passing I think Andy Dalton pretty good at quarterback you know like he like it's kind of something like that or Jameis Winston you know he yeah good he's a decent quarterback it's kind of like what he does he's supposed to tackle you know he's the last line of defense you know you get past that cornerback they're looking for that safety to be able to make that tackle and um he's not been doing it and that's not a good trait especially you being a safety and the last line of defense. Uh, this is a good time for the Saints to get healthy. I think Michael Thomas and Landry and Lattimore, uh, then we healthy. Giving a shout out to Jerry. Uh, TJ, did you see my video? Yeah, I saw it. I, I saw it. Uh, I saw it this morning. 
I saw it this morning, man. Good stuff. And uh, watched a couple uh, more of your videos uh, that you had, man. Good stuff over there. Make sure you plug your uh, your YouTube channel so people can subscribe. Good stuff, man. It's not just about football. It's about uh, life as well. So y'all make sure y'all support uh, Josh and his uh, YouTube channel. Uh, let's see. Tyron Matthew needs to be traded. Uh, Diedrich. Uh, let's see. Is Gail low-key trying to sell the Saints to San Antonio by hiring D? I don't think so, man. Look, they already made a deal, so the Saints are here for the foreseeable future, so that's not happening. And also, I think it's in the will of Tom Benson or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Like, uh, it's something where, you know, he got to keep the team here, so that's not the case. They just they just bad. Where is Malcolm Roach? Malcolm Roach, I think this was – was this, this his first game back off injury? So he'd been on injury reserve, uh, you know, to start the season, but now he's back. So maybe, you know, it kind of, he had to work his way back into some football shape. I, I look at uh, Davenport too, man. I think the injury with Davenport that he had, it, um, you know, he seemed like he gained a little bit of weight. Maybe because, you know, he had that shoulder injury and he wasn't able to work out and stuff like that. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Shy Tuttle was acting too bashful in the trenches. Oh boy needs to get back on them PEDs for real. <laughs> Y'all don't care. Forget about it. Forget about it's a chance he can kill himself. Let's go out there and play. Uh, they need to trade Roby. Uh Roby is hurt, and Roby is a nickel when when Adebo and Lattimore are out there. So he's a he's he's a good nickel. And he's a good outside guy too, man. You know, he's not he's not like now he ain't shut down, locked down, but how many guys are shut down, locked down, right? Even a guy, even the guys that are shut down, lockdown, get posterized. Like y'all didn't see that, y'all didn't see that pass by Taylor Heineke to Terry McLaurin. That was on Jair Alexander, and Jair Alexander supposed to be top two, top three corner in the league. So it happens, you know, it happens to the best. So what do you think happened with not so, not so great uh, guys? Uh, the Joker Saint says offense breakdown, defense breakdown, turnover, mental mistakes, poor tackling, no passion, no urgency. Two and five is expected. DA should be going by the end of the year. I agree. Based on what I'm saying right now, I don't see a man keeping his job. If he's keeping his job, it's just because of the arrogance of the GM. Uh, our division is trash. I think we can still turn the corner. Jigga, that's, that's a good optimism. Shouts out to you. Shouts out to Kim. Everybody that, that's talking about this in a, from an optimistic standpoint. Look, I... I have nothing but respect for all y'all, you know, because yeah, that's the way that y'all feel. But it's just, I'm just, I'm just not seeing it, Jacob. I'm just not seeing it, man. Like I need to see this thing actually come together. I need to see that this team can win two games. When the last time the Saints won two games in a row? What is it like 2020 or something like that? They ain't went, they haven't won two games in a row in a hot minute, man. And all I'm saying is, man, I need to see this thing happen before I be like. Okay, they can do it. They got to show me that they're capable of doing it. They got to show me that they're capable of making the right moves and, and, and eliminating some of these things that's getting them beat every single week. Uh, at this point, when it comes to the Saints, hope, passion, and fate are just three girls in high school who are best friends. Exactly. That's what I always say, you know, back in the day, right? Hope and fate were just two girls that you knew down the street, right? But it looked like, you know, it looked like they hope and fate had kids and you know, not you know, not even had passion. <laughs> you know, and and 
you know, and uh, optimistic, you know what I'm saying? Optimism, I should say. They had them two kids, but I ain't seeing it. Uh, TJ, these uh, pick sixes were the difference in the game. Exactly. Uh, smoke, okay. Talking about Smoke Monday, okay. Uh, he's playing, uh, but missing in action like the rest of our D-line. Uh, I was talking about Smoke Monday. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Smoke Monday. Well, he probably get a chance next year. Who knows? Uh, nah, I doubt it. I remember hearing uh, she got it. She got it set up uh, for the Saints to stay in New Orleans forever long after the team uh, will go to the city uh, like Packers uh, with theirs. Okay. Well, stop that. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, these defenses is uh, taking me uh, back to the we're, – we're taking you back to the 2014-2015 Saints. Let's see. If Jameis gets 200-plus uh, yards rushing, he won't lose the game, period. Seems like Traquan Smith is two good catches a week, and he's hurt. Well, he's been dealing with that shoulder injury, man. He dislocated his shoulder in that preseason game. Like If you've seen that, that catch that he made, and then all of a sudden he landed really bad on his shoulder, and he's been playing through that. So that's the reason why. And, you know, separated shoulder don't just go away in, in one to two weeks. And especially like if you're catching the ball and somebody keep on hitting you, you know, you're hitting you in your shoulder, uh, you're going down to the ground. I, I Look, I know we have our problems with Traquan Smith, justifiably so. But when you know that you're dealing with a separated shoulder and you still trying to go out and lunge out for a ball and you know you're about to fall on that shoulder and there's a strong chance you can re-aggravate that injury. I think you got to get that dude some credit, man. You you got to give that dude some credit for going out there and, and and trying to make that play. So I'm, I, I know we, I know we talk about uh Traquan Smith quite a bit, but you know, I got to give him credit for that. TJ, is there a power back out uh there like you like? I mean, is there a power back out there you like? Um, and I honestly, I honestly haven't really looked at any of the power backs that have out there but i mean like i said i'll probably look at a few i mean i've been honestly I, i've been so dialed in you know what I'm saying what this team was actually you know trying to do and also man just all the stuff that just been going on with the team you know over the last couple of weeks it's like man my goodness you know like <laughs> i i i didn't kind of dialed out of uh watching football for you know what I'm saying when when these boys been playing trying to go outside, hang out with Paxton or something. But, yeah, you know, like, I'm pretty sure, like, in a – I have a list, you know, as as we get closer uh, to that time when guys start to declare. Because it's kind of hard, right? Because you might see a guy and you might think that he's going to enter the draft and he won't. So, you know, I try to – I, I, I kind of try to uh, wait for those things to happen. You know, I try to wait for those things to happen. All right, excuse me. Yeah, I, I just kind of wait for those things to happen before I really just call to take a look at uh, what's, what's available. Uh, needs to use Hill, Kamara, Lave, and Shaheed as the focus of our offense. Barbara, I'm going to tell you this. Now, shouts out to Deuce McAllister. You know, I was watching him and um, the voice of the Saints, Mike House. Well, I'm going to try to get on the show this week. Uh, but I was watching them, and he was talking about how you know, we talk about how Rashid Shahid 
you know, was on that jet sweep last Sunday with Cincinnati. He scores. Then all of a sudden, like, you know, he catches that D pass on Thursday. And we was like, well, he didn't come back into the game. Why? Why didn't he go? Why didn't he come back into the game? And the thing about it is they probably dialed up one play for him. And, you know, like they was on a short week. So it wasn't like they can just look at, okay, man, he did this. Let's let's come up with a package for him. Now, okay, that's fine. But if they don't do that this week, after you've been out, of, you have like a little bit of a mini buy for 10 days and you can't come up with a couple plays for that dude and try to scheme him open, I'm going to think something wrong with you. Like, serious, I'm going to think something wrong with you. Okay, you okay, it was a short week. You can't really scheme and get too many plays for him. Okay, you ain't have many packages for him. Fair. That's fair enough. But if you go 10 days, right? If you go 10 days and you don't come up with some type of game plan for, for like Taysom to be in a game more in certain situations, for Shahid to be in a game more in certain situations, it make absolutely no sense. And I remember, I think somebody told me, this is, this is, um, this is the reason why, you know, I just want people to, really go by their feelings and not just try to counteract something that I say because one guy said to me he says well when Sean Payton was here Taysom wasn't in the game late what like what the what the hell have you been watching dude okay who remembers that Monday night who remembers that Monday night football game versus the Los Angeles Chargers the game where the Saints won in overtime do y'all remember Drew Brees was cooking on that last drive. The Saints were down, and they were cooking, right? Drew Brees, I think he went like five for five or six for six on that drive. And then what happened when they got in the red zone? Sean Payton called in Taysom Hill to run a a QB power up the middle for the touchdown. So how many times have we seen Sean Payton, Drew Brees cooking six for six, seven for seven, and he takes Drew Brees out the game to put in Taysom Hill? How many times have we seen the Saints be down in a game and Sean Payne still put in Taysom Hill? I just think that people just, like I said, you you cannot just want to just counteract and just want to just go against what somebody's saying you without you even listening. Taysom Hill should be more heavily involved in his offense. Seriously. You should, and, and then on top of that, it's something that I can't accept. It's because the dude is a tight end. So why when you have a tight end in the game, when a game is on the line, and also he's a great offensive weapon? It makes absolutely no sense. It doesn't. It, it does not make sense. I ain't never seen, like, if the Saints are down and they need a play, I ain't never seen Sean Payton, like, just completely have Taysom Hill on the sidelines for an extended amount of time. The only time, like, Sean Payton would do that if, if they don't have a backup quarterback or something like that, and and uh, Taysom is serving as the backup quarterback, then he would limit his snap count because he gonna he may need him if a guy like Teddy Bridgewater was to go down, or you know if, if Jameis was to go down or something like that. That's the only time. But I ain't never seen Sean Payton just pull Taysom Hill to a point where it just get extremely awkward. If you don't see Taysom Hill in the second half, it's probably because he didn't play at all. So that. That for me, that makes absolutely no sense. Uh, you'll go uh, get off my boy uh, Traquan. He's been holding his own. You haters. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's go, Traquan. Uh, keep making these haters sick. Yeah, I said it. Who that? Yeah, keeping it real. Look, 
I look anybody, man, anybody that play the game, anybody that ever like hurt their shoulder or something like that. This dude, for him to like for him to lunge out and catch that pass and him knowing that he had a separated shoulder, him knowing he can reactivate that injury, and he still goes down and he dives and make that catch. He he gives my respect. Like it, it's stuff like that. Like we like see some of our deal breakers is is he did he catch it or didn't he or didn't he catch it? But I don't think we look at like some of these dudes' injuries and we realize like dang, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a tough sob being out there. I think some of that stuff got to be taken into consideration. I mean, for that dude to dive on the ground when you separated your shoulder and he knew it, like he know he couldn't brace for impact. So that I mean, for him to be able to leave that lasting impression in the game he gets my respect i know i know people have their reservation about traquan but that that's pretty that's pretty doggone tough right there traquan stats haters are as follows targets 19 receptions 14 uh 235 yards one touchdown not bad for a fourth or fifth uh receiver uh these haters All right, folks, I'm going to take, take a few more down. I have to get up out of here. Let's see. Uh, hit that like button and subscribe to the SOTS. Yeah, I agree with that, man. If you if you like the show, like the content, please hit the like button. And Dwayne says, I don't care if it uh, was a short week or not. You find a way to get the guy the ball. Uh, he scored both times. His number was called. If he knows only two plays, uh, well, uh, keep doing those two plays until they stop it. Dwayne, that's a good point, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure the coaching staff don't think like that. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me, but and even like I'm just saying, I'm just saying that because I'm pretty sure that was their their logic, right? Oh, it's a short week; you can't really scheme. You know, we can't really come up with plays and stuff like that for this guy. You know, because I'm pretty sure what they would do is is Dwayne what they would do is they'd probably go back to his Weber State days and see some of the plays that he had that we when he was open and they'll probably try to implement some of those some of those plays so they probably didn't have time because they were so focused on cut up uh you know highlights of what the Arizona Cardinals were actually doing but I definitely agree with you um but I'm just saying I know from uh from their standpoint that's probably what they were thinking uh, always appreciate the content, TJ. Well, thank you for being here. And while we're complaining about the DBs, let's remember they are as <laughs> they are known as the secondary because their second lines of D. What the heck happened to our past? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people are wondering what happened. If the wide receivers uh, caught the ball and attacked the ball and ran the right routes, we would have less interceptions. All the fumbles uh eight another story and the penalties are killing us special teams are trash uh i i doubt i i'm i kind of disagree with a couple of things like special teams like special teams has started off being like struggling but they've they've been much better over the last i want to say two to three weeks all right they they did come out the gate looking like kind of slow i will say that ryan but they they have improved uh, the wide receivers catching the ball. I definitely agree with you on that one. That that pass by Callaway that popped up in there that went right in his hands, uh, and it ended up being a pick six. Definitely need to catch that. 
uh there was a couple of passes you know even with chris Olave, he could have caught but those were some uh safe that was some big hits that he was taking you know and the the safeties are jarred the ball away from him so yeah but you got to be able to make those tough catches you got to be able to be able to sustain those drives but um i don't know this is a lot of things going on even even the star players you know the star players have been an issue too you know like i mean i'm happy will lust got himself together but he was struggling in a kicking game um you know davenport ain't really getting home with the sacks uh you know the last couple of weeks you know before uh Lattimore got hurt he was struggling you know it's it, you know you had alvin kamara fumbling the football with the, against the carolina panthers mark ingram seems like you know he didn't got better at holding on to the football which is good but had some crucial fumbles at the beginning of the season so it, it's guys that we count on to make plays and you know they're they're uh, they are the ones that's prohibiting the saints from being successful as well so you know we we have to look at this thing as a whole you know we got to look at this thing as a whole uh did you hear the rumor of landry being traded to the packers no i did not i did not hear about that and if that did happen then you know we'll see let me let me see if i can actually uh come up with that let me see if i can actually see that or if it's just a just a plain rumor right now yeah but uh for those that just coming in apparently they're, they're saying some stuff about uh jarvis landry let's see what let's see what this actually says um i'm really ain't seeing anything right now so hopefully you know hopefully that's not the case TJ, before you go, brother, how in the hell you give team a three-day weekend? I have no idea. I, I don't know. Because he's Dennis Allen, that's the only logical explanation I have. I think out of uh, D is struggling because defensive players have too many voices in their ear and DA is spread too thin. I agree. You might have to give that play-calling responsibilities over to Ryan Nielsen or uh, uh, Chris Rashard, one or the other, and, and just kind of facilitate the team. Uh, but I do want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate it. Once again, uh, you know, I'm, I apologize. I wasn't on camera this episode. As y'all can see, I pretty much had my hand full with, you know, telling Patrick no for snack cakes, uh, him coming in here with his tablet. So, you know, but I do appreciate you all for being here. Appreciate the love. Uh, appreciate the likes. If you have not uh, hit that like button, if you have not subscribed, please hit that uh, subscription button. Also, previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. And also, you can uh, check me out if you want to follow me on Twitter. You can follow me at TJAY uh, Jones 8. Until next time, all I got to say is, who that?